Hello there. So if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you'll already know that even though I have the same sort of concerns about Trump that so many others have, I do not shy away from criticizing the Democratic Party. For me, it's not really an either-or thing. You can criticize both. I would still have to agree that Hillary Clinton is a nut for supporting an interventionist policy you know, uh, foreign policy, in which she played a role in deploying U.S. troops multiple times. Also, I try to emphasize that it's not just about opposition or support of a given party or individual, but support or opposition to specific policies. I prioritize philosophy and policy over party and personality. That is another concern that, to me, is rather consequential in the wake of the Democratic Party versus the Trump cult. And unfortunately, it seems like there's a risk of losing the midterms to the Trump cult. That they can distinguish themselves from the sheepish loyalty uh, to the orange demagogue is actually important, and I think it is something potentially working in their favor to some degree. Obviously, they lost in 2016, and what seemed like a small fringe has become a relatively large fringe. Biden obviously did win in 2020, but they're still not getting some pieces of this conversation right, and I really think it's a matter of degree. You know, I think if you inch people in a right direction by framing things correctly, you can kind of get people back on track and you can find this even on a micro scale if you've ever had conversations or debates with people. I think people, even some fringier people, they like to appear reasonable at least, you know, and that can actually help steer them in the correct direction where they will maybe care about facts and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's obviously there are some cases where people are too far gone, and we've all experienced those at some point. But in some cases, I think you do have a chance of making, you know, your voice heard and possibly even changing minds. So the Democrats are not selling the message correctly in a lot of cases. It's not just, you know, love is the answer kind of rhetoric that's really going to work. I think they have to deliver more on policy and make it clearer when and how they have delivered when they do actually deliver on policy. And to be fair, they actually have in some key ways. I'm not going to get too much into that right now because I've already you know, talked about it. And if you're following the Democratic Party and you're already supporting them, well, you'll probably already know what some of those victories have been. Sometimes I think they don't understand the messages they need to be sending more, and also the fact that sometimes you need to send many different messages. You know, you got to sort of hit people with, I guess, positive accomplishments. My concern is also largely that the Democrats often don't find the right message to sell, and when they do, they really don't know the right balance to use when presenting themselves. It's not like 
It's not like I'm such an expert at this either, but I mean, you can just look at the candidates that they've chosen over the years. I mean, Al Gore, for example, he's a boring robot. John Kerry, another boring robot. And uh, unfortunately, you know, it is a little bit about salesmanship. I, I hate to say that, but it's basically true. There's a little bit of truth to that whole saying, it's the sizzle, not the steak. And sometimes you got to increase the sizzle factor while offering a juicier steak, hopefully, right? I would strongly argue that there are things that the Democrats should be talking about and that they are not. I've already mentioned on this podcast that they're basically dropping the football when it comes to discussing the economy and plenty of other things. And they haven't been on the attack nearly as much as they should be against, you know, the Republican leadership and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But here are a few issues that Democrats have not really been emphasizing at a time when they should not only be pulling some rabbits out of some hats to win the midterms, but also addressing all sorts of little issues that could further distinguish themselves from the Republicans. I'll just mention two quick issues here that they should have been focusing on either a little bit better or maybe should have just mentioned, you know, at all in one case. So for issue number one, it's, it's very simple. Why should I vote? That's the issue. You know, like that's the big topic here when you're trying to get people, you know, to leave their homes, possibly to even take a day off of work in some cases and, you know, head out and vote. And yes, that question sounds selfish, uh, but, but that's pretty much exactly my point. If you really want people to show up and vote, you have to make clear what the position incentives are and what the positive incentives are, not just the ways in which the opponent is bad. Sure, that is important too, but for whatever reason, that will not always resonate with every voter. You have to make it seem like voting for you would be a slam dunk idea. Remember, voters do not owe you their vote. You have to earn it. So here's issue number two. And this one, I, I think people will be like, why are you even mentioning this? Um, because it, it might seem like it's coming out of left field. But here it is. I think torture is actually an issue. So you again, you might be like, wait a second. Is torture still an issue? And yes, it is. The torture of political prisoners is always an issue and Dems could use it to actually distinguish themselves. Supposedly, the Obama administration did stop using torture against terror suspects, although his government refused to go after Bush, you know, George W. Bush, for his use of what was called enhanced interrogation techniques. You know, just like a clown throwing a pie in your face is enhanced comedification techniques that elicit laughs, the Bush League was claiming that waterboard, waterboarding people would elicit facts. Well, some people always disputed that line of thinking, including the late, not always great, John McCain. And sure, he might have only opposed torture because he had experienced it himself. But, you know, I'll, I'll take it anyway. You know, it was, it was still the right position. And I think the Dems could assure us that the United States should never 
ever use torture, including by making suspects listen to Kid Rock. You know, that's also torture. You don't want to do that. And, ooh, that, that would be a rough torture. Um, I wouldn't want that on my worst enemy, frankly. But, you know, the Dems could even have mentioned this issue. I haven't noticed anybody say it uh, at any point. And that's really my point here. Think, think about the contrast. So you have a news piece from a while back, not very long ago, but it's about President Donald Trump saying he absolutely thinks waterboarding works and would consider reinstating it as an interrogation technique, depending on the advice of Defense Secretary James Mattis and CIA Director Mike Pompeo. So Trump wouldn't end it with waterboarding or waterboard torture. I'm sure he would be enthusiastic about other methods as well, because, you know, family values. you got to have that torture out there happening. I can actually recall some of the little debates I had with these good Christian conservatives online at the time who were telling me that the tortures inflicted at Abu Ghraib were no big deal. In fact, more than one of these debaters had told me, you know, the the liberals and Democrats like, you know, you ought to be approving of the broomstick torture because it's just like what the, you know, the gay people would enjoy with the kinky sex with broomsticks, right? And then, you know, presumably that was humorous to them, um, but definitely sadistic and weird and obviously a lie and a mix, mischaracterization, and maybe revealing of their own little perverted and demented kinks. You know what I'm saying? So I know, I know, uh, people would be like, why are you bring torture up? Uh, but that is actually an argument that I heard more than once from people back during the Iraq War, the Abu Ghraib's uh, torture scandal, and they wanted me to think it was not the uh, Republicans being twisted, but it, it was the gays. You know, it was it was a real, real inversion of reality going on, and uh, definitely a, a lot of projection. You know, they were trying to make their like of torture be like um, something that I enjoyed somehow. So it's pretty strange and sinister. Uh, as projection goes, but that was the politics of the Iraq war. And I think my point is that you could really use that issue to distinguish yourself from another person if you want. I mean, I don't really know how far that would actually go to sway anybody's opinions, but I, I think it might sway a few people out there. Now, obviously, you'll, you'll need to take my word on that anecdote about the debates that I was having at the time. But I, I, I can swear that I did encounter such arguments. And could that be a potentially decent attitude um, to, you know, uh, raise to contrast yourself from the other person, even today? I would say so, sure. But that's, you know, the thing about the Democrats, they don't want to bring up the past because that always invites Republicans to do the same, which is one of the simplest reasons the Dems should get some new talent with more progressive ideas and images. 
and less of a tarnished sellout freakish reputation. So get the Nancy Pelosi's out and the AOC's in. Even if people like AOC still fail us, at least they'll be a younger set of failures and sellouts. You know, there's that aspect of it. Meanwhile, I hope the rest of us are out there doing more actual grassroots kind of stuff, creating alternative solutions to so many of our problems. So we're not so utterly and hopelessly dependent on corporations, politicians, and increasingly sordid religious loons, you know, and we could maybe someday possibly have a fraction of the changes that should actually be happening. So obviously we can still vote, but that can't be all that there is to it.